Welcome back to the Hot Tip Ed's Daily Pick Show for the fourth and final part of the College Football Bowl previews. Finally got to the New Year's Bulls here. Some great matchups in some of these Bulls and really some great bets. So let's just jump right into it. Starting off on New Year's Eve, the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl from Jacksonville, Florida. Wake Forest taking on Texas A&M. Wake Forest finished the season 10-3, and Texas A&M 8-4. And, and, you know, Wake Forest did not have a bad season at all. They, you know, were, were undefeated for a large part. Obviously lose to North Carolina and Clemson down the stretch. Um, and then also the loss in the ACC title game to Pitt. But, you know, what Wake Forest did this season was impressive as hell. I bet on them a lot. Um, and while Texas A&M has the highlight win over Alabama, their season didn't necessarily go as planned. Um, Zach Calzada will not be <laughs> playing in this game. He is headed to the transfer portal. So at quarterback for Texas A&M, as of right now, it looks like freshman Blake Bose will be getting the start. So um, not exactly what you want to hear going into a bowl game. And it, and it kind of makes me wonder why the odds makers still have Texas A&M favored in this game. Um, you know, uh, tight end Jalen Wilder leads the team in receiving for Texas A&M 515 yards. Um, Aeneas Smith is also doing a pretty good job with 509 yards but um the star of this texas a&m team for a lot of the season was isaiah spiller who has also opted out of this game um at running back he is headed to the draft and you know this team was very good on the offensive side of the ball this season don't get me wrong they put up 27.08 points per game um, as well as average 5.97 yards per play but without two of their their star players that gave a lot of production on the offensive side of the ball this season I'm not sure how Texas A&M is going to keep up with Wake Forest because, you know, Wake Forest is, you know, a fast-paced offense. Um, Sam Hartman passed for 3,900 yards this season. DeQuinn Robinson was dominant wide receiver, over 1,000 yards for him. A.T. Perry, even better, 1,100 yards receiving for him. Um, you know, two of the, the better receivers in the entire ACC this season. They had a really strong offensive line, and they also did a great job rushing the ball, and it's why they were able to put up 38.29 points per game. Now, don't get me wrong. The Texas A&M defense it is very, very good. I doubt Wake Forest scores 38 points um, here in this game. You know, the, the defense that Texas A&M has played has, has you know, was able to, to hold them into that win and, and beat Alabama. Um, for one, they've held teams to 14.69 points per game, as well as 4.66 yards per play. And um, like I said, defensively, they've been very, very good but they're nothing special. You know, they finished the season eight and four. They have a highlight win over Alabama. And that's really all I can say about this Texas A&M team. Wake Forest, on the other hand, sure, they didn't look amazing in the ACC title game against Pitt. But, you know, I, I think that Pitt team is definitely underrated um, for where they finished. And it's not like the defense is horrible for Wake Forest. Sure, they had a little bit of struggle, especially down the road later in the season. Um, but they still held teams to 28.14 points per game this season. And um, assuming Wake Forest doesn't have any opt-outs, that I don't know about. I mean, I tried to tried to look it up as best I possible I could. Um, as we record this, though, it doesn't look like anything's official as far as opt outs. There's no one that I would really, you know, predict might opt out of this game. And and with that, I think they have a huge advantage here. I don't think they should be underdogs if that's the case. Um, you know, going up against a, uh, having a freshman quarterback starting against a ten and three team in a bowl game, I'm taking the dog there. So give me Wake Forest plus four and a half in this game.
Next up, we got the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl from Tucson, Arizona. Central Michigan taking on Boise State. Central Michigan 8-4 coming to the season. Boise State is 7-5. And, and these are two teams that, that's really a great matchup um, for, you know, an early New Year's Eve Bowl here to get us ready for those playoff games coming up. And this Central Michigan team played a lot, a lot of close games this season. Their only game that they had a point margin greater than 12 was their loss to LSU, which um, maybe didn't age as well as you would want it to, but it's still, you know, a, a an SEC team going up against a MAC team at the end of the day. And, you know, they end the season with four losses, definitely had a pretty good season. Daniel Richardson, their freshman quarterback, really played pretty well considering he's a freshman 2400 yards 23 touchdowns on the him uh, or on the year for him not a whole lot to complain about there clue pippleton also put up 929 yards receiving um as well as dalex dixon putting up 900 and uh, yeah, 696 yards um receiving for this team so you know very very strong receivers from them but really, the, the 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 core of this Central Michigan offense um, is Lou Nichols, who is an absolute monster at running back, 1,700 yards on the season for him. And, you know, he's a big reason why the offense moved the ball so well this season. They were having 6.07 yards per play, as well as putting up 30.46 points per game. So don't really have any concerns about the Central Michigan offense. And while Boise State, you know, had moments this season they were just such a strange team um they closed the season out pretty strong they win four of their last five games after a, a very rocky start hank bachmeister led the team in passing with over 3,000 yards a season but he got a little beat up there towards the end of the season um uh, wasn't necessarily looking like himself but he'll have you know a month or whatever to recover for this game so i don't know how much credit you can really put into that uh, for this game i would expect him to be healthy if he plays um khalil Shariq leads the team in receiving with over 1100 yards um george holland rushing the ball for over 569 yards um but the offense just really wasn't super impressive. They didn't move the ball great. They didn't put up a ton of points, only 26.92 points per game, which, you know, for a Boise State team, isn't exactly what you've come to expect. And um, while their defense was fairly strong, you know, they held teams to 17.54 points per game, um, as well as 5.48 yards per play. I do think they're going to struggle against this Central Michigan offense. And I think the Central Michigan defense, while not great, it improved down the stretch of the season. It looked a lot better. They did a lot better holding teams in, in the later games especially you know that four win streak or four game win streak they had to end the season the defense did look very very good held teams to 24.15 points per game as well as 5.73 yards per play and overall i've been impressed with what central michigan has done this season and it makes me wonder why there's such big dogs here eight points is a lot of points to give to a team going up to uh, against a team that let's be honest had some struggles this season sure they found their way um late but it's still over a touchdown I'm going to take that any day. Give me Central Michigan plus eight for the Arizona Bowl. Next up, we got game one of the college football playoff, the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic taking place in Arlington, Texas. Cincinnati taking on Alabama. Cincinnati 13-0, Alabama 12-1, and they did it. <laughs> they freaking did it. Cincinnati made the playoffs. And if you think I'm going to do anything but bet on Cincinnati in the playoffs, you're absolutely crazy. Obviously, I'm taking Cincinnati in this game. I mean, I, I've been riding them all season. I've been an advocate to, to put a group of five team in the playoffs since UCF went undefeated. Um, and pretty much every year, no matter who it is, even Cincinnati last year with one loss, I thought they deserved to be in the playoffs. But they did it. They finally made it. Um and they're not a bad team. You know, 13 and a half points is still a lot of points. And this Bama team, while they were great to end the season, 
still has some issues. You know, Cincinnati with Desmond Ritter, he had a huge senior season for this team, passed for over 3,100 yards, 30 touchdowns. They have a very solid wide receiver group here in Cincinnati. Alec Pierce, 867 receiving yards. Um, and Jerome Ford did a really good job rushing the ball, over 1,200 yards for him. And, you know, Cincinnati in the American did a really good job scoring points, 36.43 points per game, averaging 6.92 yards per play, which, don't get me wrong, I would expect that number to go down against a team like Alabama here. Um, and while Alabama's offense is good, I mean, Alabama's a good team. I mean, they're the defending national champions. They're obviously not a bad team. Their only loss of the season was that three-point loss to Texas A&M. And, you know, it's a team that I did not like going into the season. I thought they lost way too much talent to the draft. I didn't necessarily like the, the you know, recruits they had coming up. But fresh talent always steps up in Tuscaloosa. That's just what happens. And, and Bama's once again in the playoffs, once again a strong team. Um, and I was dead wrong about them the start of the season. Bill O'Brien did a really good job calling plays for this team. You know, got Bryce Young, the Heisman, which the first quarterback in Alabama history to win the Heisman. Kind of strange. I, did, I, I would have never guessed that. 4,300 yards for him, 43 touchdowns on the year. Jameson Williams, 1,400 yards receiving. Brian Robinson Jr., over 1,000 yards rushing. And Alabama's putting up 39.5 points per game which is very impressive in the sec and you know they <laughs> went and you know kind of just cruised through georgia when no one else could get through them but both these defenses are very very strong too you know alabama has held teams to 6.72 yards per play as well as 18.79 point, uh, points per game but don't discount what cincinnati's done on defense either i get it they didn't play as tough a competition as alabama but you know they still got that win over notre dame they still look solid in you know the houston wins and, and they still had good games even if they weren't sec caliber games 14.93 points per game um is all this defense is allowed for cincinnati um and they really turned out the season only 4.31 yards per play and you know it, it, when it comes right down to it is alabama the better team in this game probably is alabama gonna win the game probably and we're probably gonna end up with bama georgia in the national title game again um but if i rode cincinnati this far it, it took them into the playoffs I can't stop writing them now and not to mention the fact that I don't think they're 13 and a half points worse than Alabama. You know, at the most, I think this is maybe a touchdown spread. I really just don't think Cincinnati's going to get blown out. And, and I'm sure I'll be eating my words come Chris or uh, New Year's Eve in, in Cincinnati. Um, you know, we'll go out there and, and lay an egg or something. But I think there's a real good chance that Desmond Ritter and the Cincinnati team can put something together and, and really, you know, have a game plan going into Alabama, going into Nick Saban. Um, and Alabama is definitely not a team that I'm just going to blindly bet because of their name. So um, I love Cincinnati here. It's great to see them in the playoffs. Got to bet them here. Give me them plus 13 and a half. The second college football playoff game, we got the Capital One Orange Ball from Miami Gardens, Florida. Georgia taking on Michigan. Both these teams come into this game 12-1. And, and, you know, let's be honest, Georgia was the best team in the country. Pretty much wire to wire, except for the SEC championship game, which... When it comes right down to that game, they didn't have a ton to play for in that game. They had very little reason um, to, to to show Alabama what they had, considering the fact that they were most likely, no matter what happened in that game, unless they blow Alabama out, going to be meeting them again um, sometime in the playoffs. So 
I don't really, you know, say that Georgia, um, that, that loss to Bama is too bad, but it's definitely a game you want to win. I mean, you never go into a game trying to lose. And, you know, Kirby Smart hopes to get this team, you know, back quick and in back head in the right direction. And I think they will, because I'm not super sold on what Michigan's done. You know, a season ago, Jim Harbaugh went two and four. Um, you know, he had a, a tremendous turnaround. Their only loss of the season this year was to Michigan State, who Michigan State, by the way, absolute wagon making us money this year. Um, but I'm not sold on what Michigan's done either. You know, um, Caden McNamara has been okay at quarterback, 2,400 yards, 15 touchdowns. Um, Hassan Haskin, Blake Corman have been a dynamic backfield rushing for over 2,200 yards. But rushing the ball, I don't know that it's going to work super well against Georgia. I think they're going to need to throw the ball more, and I don't know that this Michigan team can necessarily do that. Cornelius Johnson has been a star at wide receiver um, for this team with 600 yards, three touchdowns. But when that's your leading wide receiver, it makes me question what you're going to be able to do in this game. But they've still found a way to put up 35 points per game and average 6.48 yards per play. So um, maybe I'm just wrong about what this Michigan offense is. But I just don't necessarily think they're going to be able to get through Georgia here. And don't get me wrong. The, the Georgia offense is by no means great. You know, Stetson Bennett has done a good job taking over for JT Daniels. Um, and they have a strong running back group. Zero White, 718 yards. Um, and they've got some talent at wide receiver. The offensive line is very, very strong. They've only allowed 11 sacks this season and offensively Georgia put up 20 or 36.57 points per game so it's hard to it's hard to give either one of these offenses an edge um, I think they're very similar where they're not great offenses but they're good enough these are two defensive teams um, and for Michigan while they got a lot of great guys on the defensive side of the ball and they've held teams to 14.93 points per game as well as 4.7 yards per play they're going up against a Georgia team that is absolutely stacked. One of the, the best defenses we've seen in quite some time. And, you know, no one could seemingly get through this Georgia defense until Alabama did it. And, and maybe Michigan can do the same thing. And maybe I'll regret you know, betting Georgia twice in a row. But Georgia held teams to 8.86 points per game. I mean, going into that Alabama game, that number was below a touchdown. Um, when you're holding teams to, to, you know, less than 10 points per game, you have such a solid defense. They only allowed 4.03 yards per play. And if, if you if you dead ask me who is the best team in the country right now, I'm still going to say Georgia, even after that loss to Alabama. Um, and I don't really think it's that close necessarily. Granted, Michigan has had good games. They played competitive. They looked very, very good against Ohio State. Um, but I think this is a different story. Georgia's going to be very prepared for this game. Um, and I think Georgia really is just the more solid team. So give me Georgia minus eight here against Michigan. And the final bowl game on the card, the Verbo Citrus Bowl from Orlando, Florida, Iowa taking on Kentucky. Iowa comes into this game 10 and 3 on the year. Kentucky is 9 and 3. And you know, Iowa coming off the poor performance in the Big Ten Championship game. I mean, I don't know that anyone necessarily gave them a shot against Michigan, but um, they definitely didn't do anything. And Kentucky, on their other hand, you know, really had a great start to the season. They start out rattling off six straight games, and then they they meet up with Georgia, and it derails their season a little bit. Um, they end up losing three games in a row, but they have a very solid finish to the season. Mark Stoops really got this team back on track. They win their last three games, and I just love how this Kentucky team trended, and really the direction that Stoops has this team going in now and you know Kentucky is a team that was just so so solid for me this season um the offensive line was so great they only allowed 18 sacks per, um, this season will leave us um at quarterback did a a great job 2500 yards for him and you know his first year 
at Kentucky, transferring over from Penn State, he really had a dynamic, great season. He's been a good quarterback. Christopher Rodriguez had a huge season on the ground, 1,200 yards rushing for him. And this offense just found ways to keep him in games, found ways to win games. Um, and they're putting up 30.77 points per game. So really loved what the Kentucky defense or offense did this season. Um, the Iowa offense wasn't horrible. Alex Padilla, um, you know, was a decent quarterback after he took over. Um, Sam Laporta led the team at tight end, 540. 48 yards and Keegan Johnson an also good option catching the ball 352 yards but they didn't just have like that one standout guy um, at receiver by any means the real star of this offense was running back Tyler Goodson who won't be playing in this game for Iowa he has opted out he is headed to the draft and you know without him an Iowa team that only scored 22.21 points per game before he were with him in the lineup I think it's gonna be very hard for them to score here um, they moved the ball okay 4.55 yards per play um but it's not great i mean th that's not really good by any standard if we're being quite honest um and going up against this kentucky defense you know it was a defense that, that coming into the year i didn't think was going to be very good at all they returned almost no one i think they returned like three or four guys from last year's team so the fact that they were able to to get to where they are now is definitely impressive um you know they've, they've held teams to 20.38 points per game as well as 5.44 yards per play this season so kentucky is one of those teams that is very very competitive in the sec this season as far as iowa goes on the defensive side of the ball they did a decent job too held teams to 17.79 points per game as well as 4.72 yards per play jack campbell okay on the defense side of the ball 126 tackles for him dane belton as well as five interceptions but it's an Iowa team that didn't impress me much down the stretch of the season. Um, and really, it was a Kentucky team that I love betting on. I, I think it's a great matchup for Kentucky. And I think Mark Stoops is going to have this Kentucky team rolling. So give me Kentucky minus three here in this game. And that is it for college football bowl season. If you want to see college football bowl picks for all the games, head over to hottobest.com and have picks dropping for all the bowl games, as well as NFL, college basketball, NBA, NHL, UFC, all that stuff coming from the hot to best computer model over the next few weeks. Also, follow me at hot to best Chris on Twitter and Instagram so you don't miss out on any future content, as well as on the best stamp app where you can get early access to all the picks, which is especially important for bowl games like this, where we're recording them, you know, a couple weeks in advance for, for some of these games um, to, to get the lines that I bet. Granted, stuff can change, but I, I like my odds of being on the right side um, of these games. I think, you know, historically, um, I've proven that, you know, it, it, betting early is better than betting late in almost all circles circumstances granted bowls are a little bit different with some of the opt-outs um, but i'm fairly confident that, that that what we previewed here is going to be the teams we see on the field um if you're not following the hot debates main account on twitter instagram facebook tiktok follow over there submit set on any of that as well as if you're watching here on youtube hit the like button subscribe to the channel hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future content and most importantly drop a comment down below let me know who you guys are betting on for these last few bowls. And that's pretty much it for college football season. We'll have one more video for the national championship game. Um, you know, once we get there and, and we'll kind of recap how the betting season went, but um, really it doesn't matter how these bowl games go. We're so far, so far profitable in college football this year um, that it was just an insane season. Can't say the same about the NFL, but college football was great. Um, I loved making these videos and I will see you guys tomorrow.